This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. Be seated in heavenly places, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. To be walking in His favor and graces, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. Come on. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2024 Tallahassee, you have arrived to 94.1 Wave 94. And I am so happy to say Happy New Year. We made it. You're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And today I want you and I to just stop before we get into this new year and realign our thoughts, our minds, our actions so that we can prosper in this new year. The Lord brought to my mind that with the new year, we can have new imaginations and that would give you a new you so that you can do new things in Christ Jesus. Well, that that was a lot for me to wake up to this morning. And so I'm going to share it with you. First of all, what does imagination mean? I mean, uh, I decided to go to the dictionary and uh, it says it's the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts, um, the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful. Uh, similar words would be creativity, imagination, vision, inspiration, insight, invention, initiative, enterprise, originality, innovation, individuality, nonconformity, cleverness, wit, quick witness, genius. If any of those words describe you, which it describes all of us on the earth, then it means that we all have imagination. And um, it even goes all the way back to Genesis, the second chapter, when on the seventh verse, and the Lord God formed man of dust of the ground. And that was after he created him. Now he's forming him or making him and breathed into man's nostril the breath of life. If you ever want to know where did you come from, that's where you came from, the breath of life from God. And man became a living soul. That's really important because, you know, we are a triune natured being. We're made of the spirit, the soul, and our body. And the soul is our you know, our intellect, our, our decision-making process, uh, all of these, it's at least three components, but one of them included in the soul is our imagination because um, that's where we think and make decisions. And this happened, we saw it exercise with um, Adam and Eve when the Lord took man and put him into the garden to keep it and dress it and then 
He realized that it was not good for man to be alone after man, of course, had named all of the animals and began to long for companionship. If you're wondering why you don't have that thing that you think you want so bad, you have not longed for it or desired it long enough or purely. And so it can't come in until... It is, it is true in your spirit, just as it was with Adam. And then the Lord put him to sleep and, you know, pulled out of his rib a bone and made Eve. And so the serpent kind of tricked her because the Lord told the man, not the female, no, the male, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now we see in the third chapter when the woman, uh, Eve, is on the scene. And the serpent has now showed her the tree and told her about, oh, God, just don't want you to be wise. But here's what's important. The sixth verse of the third chapter of Genesis, it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. That's when she took of the tree of the fruit. She ate it and also gave it unto Adam, her husband, and he did eat. So, yes, the serpent planted the seed, the thought but it was her desire, her imagination that it was good for wisdom, that it was going to taste good. Her imagination actually made her take that step. Okay. And Proverbs uh, 23rd chapter 7 verse, it says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, he might say eat and drink, but his heart might be a whole different matter. Because why? You and I cannot see in each other's heart because you, we can do certain things that would make people think that you're one way when you're actually another. There are two kinds of imaginations. There's synthetic imagination, which is the act of combining recognized ideas, concepts, plans, and facts and principles and just rearranging it. So that's synthetic. And then there's creative imagination, which is uh, our subconscious mind as a man thinketh, right? And there is some power that science cannot even capture. It's the ability to perceive and interpret new ideas, you know? It's like the creative imagination is the workshop of the soul. And that's why I wanted you to understand that the gift, it's a gift to have imagination because God himself breathed into mankind the breath of life and man became a living soul. Amen. So um, we see uh, in the Bible instances of imagination. In most cases, a lot of the cases, mankind imagine a, uh, the imagination were not really good things, okay? Like, I'm going to read a few of them. Genesis, the 11th chapter, 6th verse, the Lord said, Behold, there are one people, one language, and whatever they propose to do or imagine to do will not be impossible for them. So we can see that the power of imagination is incredibly 
uh, unlimited almost. I mean, here it is, a people all began to imagine the same thing, and that was building the Tower of Babel. Some people say that it was creating a portal uh, in order to reach the things of heaven without going through the righteousness that the Lord himself had declared. And the Lord saw that the wickedness in the sixth chapter of Genesis of mankind was great on the earth and every intent of the thoughts of the man, of, of his heart, was only evil continually. So that's evil imagination, and that really caused the flood. Uh, that was the reason uh, after the influx of the fallen angels or the giants and so forth, um, we're not going to get into that, but we're just speaking about the impact of imagination. That is how the world was actually destroyed by water and only eight persons, Noah and his family, survived that, of which you and I are from Noah, all of us, okay? And Jeremiah, the seventh chapter, talks about how the Israelites would not obey or incline their ear towards the Lord, but walked in their own imagination, in the stubbornness of their evil hearts. And that means they went backward, not forward. See, imagination is the source. It is the root. It is the soil of your actions. What do you do? Uh, Jeremiah, the 18th chapter says, uh, it was hopeless because we're going to follow our own plans. Each of us will act according to the stubbornness of our own heart. Uh, Psalm 81, uh, the Lord said, so I gave them over to the stubbornness of their heart. Why? To walk in their own devices, their own imagination. And, and notice, guys, when we walk in our imagination, we actually follow the path of Lucifer. Uh, we start worshiping uh, other little G's, other gods. And in those days, they worship Baal and various uh, versions, you know, like uh, Ash, um, the uh, Shemosh and Mo, Mo, all the different gods that they were worshiping, uh, putting their children under the fire, etc. And a heart that devises wicked plans in Proverbs, the sixth chapter, they feet run rapidly to evil. What does that mean? It means that when our imagination is not good and it's against God, right? Then our actions will very soon follow. A rich man in Proverbs 18 chapter wealth is his strong city. So he believes his money is his for or she believed that their resources on earth will keep them strong and protected just like a high wall but guess what? That's only in his own imagination. Uh, it is not real, but that's what that person believed. <laughs> Psalms, the 73rd chapter says, their eyes bulge from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. It means that once your imagination is not aligned with the ways of God and the word of God, then you cannot be satisfied. You will go from one, um, uh, what's the word I want to use, against God, where perversion to a more extreme level. Notice that if you, if you ever did drugs, you'll start out with maybe 
a cigarette. And then next, it'll be marijuana. And then it'll be some other elevated uh, level of drugs until all of a sudden you are what? Out of control. Romans, the first chapter said, for even though they knew God. So a lot of us were reared in church. So we cannot say that, oh, I didn't know that was right or wrong. When I was in sin, I knew it was wrong, but it didn't stop me from doing it. So we don't honor God as God. We don't even give him thanks, but we become futile. That means nothing prosper in our own speculation, our foolish heart is darkened because why? Our imagination is not lining up with the will of God for our lives. And his will is only that we experience prosperity. Uh, he blessed us when he created us over there in Genesis. It said uh, male and female created he them. And he blessed them. He said, be fruitful, multiply. Remember, replenish the earth, take dominion. So literally, when the Lord created us in his own image, after his likeness, notice that word I said, image, you know, the foundation of the word imagination. You know, our imagination were to be exactly as God imagined. That's the imagination we're supposed to have. Of course, that's not where we are today. <laughs> oh, then, um, Acts, the 17th chapter said, being then the children of God, we ought to not think that the divine nature is materialistic stuff like gold, silver, or stone. We ought not, we, we ought to know that we're not to bow down and worship, um, you know, images that are created with me in hands. You know, there are several religions, you know, even Catholic, uh, have the, the thing of Mary and all of this and Hindu and just so many different religions. Um, can't call them all and not trying to. I'm just saying that when our imagination does not line up with the ways and the wills of God, then we're going to literally have our own imagination, which is going to turn us to temporal things, not eternal things. And all of a sudden we will be worshiping um, uh, idols, images, anything that has no true value. It, it's not going to last forever. It lasts temporarily. And in today's society, you know, idolatry, and that's what it's called, can take many forms, um, like prioritizing material possessions, wealth, fame, relationships, even social media popularity above spiritual values. We see so many young people today being literally being killed because of the social media popularity and not understanding that there's somebody in the cut watching them angry, covetous, and planning their demise. So our imagination, if I didn't say it before, is the pathway to our destination. And uh, that's a good point where we can just pause because if my imagination just does not line up with the things of God, then oops, I'm going to end up in a destination that he did not plan for me. God wants us to be great and wonderful. And you say, well, I, I don't understand. Well, okay, it's not about buying, bowing down to Bell today. Not many people are probably doing that, worshiping a golden statue or the altars of false gods. And however, I was in Mexico and I saw a lot of that there. 
Uh, but it's, it's, it's about your heart because you can uh, still worship idols in our time period, such as, and let me give you some questions to, so you can figure it out for yourself. This looks like we're going to be doing this for two or three meetings because I'm just getting started. Um, do you have or treasure anything more than God? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Does anything hold a higher priority in your life than your walk with God? Does anything bring you more pleasure than the things of God? Do I place my identity, my master's, my PhD, my this, my that? Okay, the social status in, in this world, do you elevate that more than being a child of the living God? Do you look to anything or anyone to meet your needs? And a lot of us do that instead of God. Do I seek fulfillment or satisfaction from anything outside of God? Do I seek comfort outside of God? I'm taking some of this that we're talking about today from a young lady. Her name was Deb Pittman. And uh, she talked about worshiping idols in today's society. The Old Testament focused on idolatry, Exodus 20th chapter, it says that um, you should have no other gods before me. You should not make for yourself any graven image. And remember, if you make an image, that's your imagination being manifested in the earth realm or any likeness of what is in heaven or earth or even below the earth. You should not bow down or worship them for I, the Lord, your God, I'm a jealous God. Exodus the 34th chapter says, For you shall not worship any other God, nor for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Deuteronomy the 4th chapter says, Be careful not to create an idol in the form of anything that God has forbidden. And he's forbidden it all. Okay? Um, over in the New Testament, it talks about how in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, therefore my friends, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Colossians, the 3rd chapter says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to you earthly, to your earthly nature, such as sexual. Uh, and, uh, and so many, I think, like so many of us, are caught up in sexual immorality. You know, did you know that pornography before we had TV and all that kind of stuff, that 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 was happening two, three thousand years ago. Um, it was under a goddess. So this is not new stuff. Even the word of God said there's nothing new under the sun. So we are to flee sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry you know what put your imagination in check because if you're not careful you will end up committing idolatry which elevates your ego above all because now you're focusing on you 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 and you your achievements your money your bank account your houses your cars you know listen to me if you do not have a, an imagination that aligns with the will of God for your life, which is sanctification, 
then you lack self-control. Wow. I think I'm talking to me, but I believe that you can benefit as well. Let's get rid of unhealthy indulgences, behaviors, and attitudes for this new year, 2024. Oh, my daughter just walked in, doctor. Uh, you know, she's a doctor and she's very young. She might be 30 now. I don't know. Well, I should know. But here's my point, Dr. Grayson. Where's your level of imagination? Do you, you, do you want to say anything about imagination? Uh, have you had battles with imagination? Uh, are you able as a young, successful uh, woman in today's society? What is your battle? And what is your thoughts for the new year, 2024, for your imagination aligning with the will of God? <clears throat> well, I thank you for having me here. I just uh, welcome. Thank you. I actually just had my thirty second birthday. Okay, okay. I'm your mom. I should know. <laughs> okay, that's good. That was good, guys. Imagination. Imagination. Keep it in check. <laughs> hey, life is what you make it. Okay. <laughs> Which is a way to think and imagine, and that's why sometimes we have to take our thoughts and imagination in captive. That's and, the Bible. Yes. It does say that. Yes, bring it into captivity. Right. We yes. know what we we can find where that is, but it was something you were saying earlier about okay. um, sexual immorality. Right, and right. The way that we should not be, and how that can sometimes tie into adultery. Yes. But in Matthew fifteen, okay, verses ten, and if we want to just. Go down to um, 17 through 20. Go ahead, please. I'll go ahead and read that real quick. Yes. <clears throat> Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the steward. But the words you speak come from the heart. And that's what defiles you. Wow. And for, that, wow. Keep for, going. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sex, all sexual immorality, theft, lying and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Mm. So that um, leans into a little importance of why we should take hold of our thoughts. And we shouldn't just, you know, be comfortable and settle with the idea that, oh, it's not doing anything because it's in our mind. Because if you want to go over into Luke chapter 6. Please. In the 45th verse, it says... A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Ooh. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Yes. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So we have these thoughts and then we have these emotions. And if they're in our mind and they're in our hearts and they're, they're not being taken captive, sometimes we might speak things that are in our heart. And when we speak things, it has, I feel, that, well, what we have experienced, too, when we speak, the power um, in our tongue has the power of life and death. That's true. Mm -hmm. So what we speak reflects what's in our heart. Yes. Our heart is the 
the, the bedrock mm-hmm. of our imagination. Yeah. So once we speak, that is the beginning, not the beginning, but it is evidence that something will manifest mm-hmm. because we are made in the image and likeness after the likeness of God. Yeah. And so he spoke. Even the Bible says that the world itself is framed, you know, by his speaking. So when we speak, we're giving life to our imaginations. Yes. Everything that we see around us, guys, in case you don't know it, I'll say it, is somebody's imagination. The computer is someone's imagination. My daughter, I was told I couldn't have a kid. You know, at at the age that I had her. But my imagination said, I want a tall, slender daughter. And can you believe Dr. Grayson is tall and slender? Evidence that my my thinking, my, my thoughts of wanting to have a child to be a certain way my imagination is now walking around every day doing all kinds of things. <laughs> it's manifested. It's manifested in the realm of the earth. And so even God himself, I, I'm sorry I didn't pull it up where he says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, you know, what he has imagined for us. Yes. So um, we can take that to another level. Imagination is everything Our thoughts are controlling our mouth and our mouth is controlling our actions. So this is a new year and I wanted us, you're listening to, in case you don't know, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And I wanted to start the year off with you making a decision that I'm going to use my imagination to do the things that Jesus, really the Son of God, said to do. I want to line up with the ways of God. And um, I'm skipping around because I think we're going to talk about this next week as well, and maybe the week after. Who knows? But if you go to Matthew... Uh, talking about Jesus, the 12th chapter, and started at, uh, to show you his imagination, he started at the 28th verse saying, but if I cast out demons, so you got to have a deep imagination to go there, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. I That's it. That's imagination. I mean, here he is on earth, walking around, eating food, doing the things that mankind have to do to live. And he's imagining that if he would just but touch you with the finger of God. Wow. That's imagination. You see? And uh, I, I even saw it. Go ahead, please. Well, please. This is just to piggyback on what you were saying okay. a few seconds ago with 
the the ability of imagination that we were granted just by being the children of God. Mm-hmm. Now we can walk in that when we know the power of speaking, right? And also knowing that speaking comes from our heart, exactly, which is fueled by our thoughts, right? Which can be influenced by a lot of things, exactly. Because in so, today's world, mm-hmm. you know, we can be influenced by the money we have. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us, if we don't have money, mm-hmm. we're gonna lose our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now. My thoughts are jacked up, and and my imagination (laughs) is crazy, and my heart is going wild, and I'm 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 filled with anxiety, depression, despair. A lot of us, even last night, had a hard way to go because whoever we love don't love us the way how we love them, and guess what? They were not with you. Oh my dear. I went too far. <laughs> go ahead. So we you know, remember all of that, and we go to Second um, Corinthians, yes. chapter ten. Go. That's where I wanted to be. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Say it. So, uh, starting from verse three, it says, "We are human." But what? <laughs> I thought I was spirit. No, you're spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But we do not wage war as humans do. See? We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have fully become obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. There we go. But we're going to end with this part at uh, verse 7. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, Mm -hmm. but our authority builds you up. It does not tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. I want to go there because Luke, the fourth chapter for those who don't know your authority. I'm going to read it to you. Luke 4, verse number 18. This is what Jesus said, um, you know, when he went into the temple. But it applies to anyone that is a disciple of Jesus. That's why he said, follow me. And, and so I can disciple you so that you can be fishers of men. Well, how can you fish unless you have power and authority? And here's what he says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because why? God's spirit has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim that 2024 is the acceptable year of the Lord. That's your power and authority. Let's go into prayer as we leave. We hate to leave you, but we got to go. And I'm going to pray for you now. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you kept us all through 2023. You blessed us. You protected us. You taught us. You activated us, Lord. You've taught us how to walk in visions and dreams and even nightmares, dispelling the monsters and the demons and the demonic forces that come against us, Lord. Even as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord God, you have taught us how not to fear, but to have faith, Lord God. We thank you for all 
all that we have gone through in 2023, Lord, you've built our faith to know that 2024, we will submit our will just like Jesus did. He said, Lord, can you take the cup away from me? But you didn't take the cup away. And Jesus said, let your will be done, Lord. We, we, our imagination, we're asking you to heal us, restore us, strengthen us, and give us the imagination like Jesus had, Lord God. He, he said, go and Lord, allow us to have the strength to do the great commission. Heal our imagination so that 2024, our actions, our thoughts, and our manifestation, our, our, our influence, and our resources, God, will line up with the imagination that Jesus exhibited on this earth. We imagine that the will of God is released upon us today in fullness, Lord God, with the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. God, transform us, change us, Lord God, bless us, Lord, to be what you imagine us to be here on this earth. Lord God, as you made us and created us in your image and after your likeness. Oh, what a powerful word. Thank you, Lord God. We love you so much, Lord. Oh, hey guys, I forgot to tell you, I love you. Sheena, do you love them? Yes, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but we know something. God loves you a whole lot more. Yes. Jesus loves you to the point that he gave his life. Holy Spirit loves you because he's still empowering you, protecting you, teaching you, and leading you. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I just wanna walk